Hello and welcome back to the For Foot Sake podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Bristow, and on today's pod, we have two regular guests returning and one brand new guest. First, returning guest is Jose and Chill. Jose, welcome back to the podcast. Happy to be here, always. Jose, how have you been feeling about FIFA recently? Are you uh, you in a good state with, with the game? Um, it's 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 like a toxic relationship. Um, I was completely checked out during the summer, uh, and now I came back in love. You know, having a great time, looking for that one special card. You know, and and I still haven't found him. The the elusive man himself, Hakimi, still won't join the club. So that's that's my only goal so far. How hard have you been trying to get him so far? Um, I'm dipping into my 401k. Okay. And who did you get in your one to watch pack as well? Have you already opened that? Look at Telly, dude. <laughs> it's so bad. Okay. So bad. I've packed all the, well, not even Upamecano. I've packed most of the bottom tier guys. From what, so what cards have you packed already then from the ones to watch promo? Um, look at Telly, Saul. Um, I packed a Thomas Delaney, um, in a two player pack. And I kind of forget the rest i'll be completely honest that's the thing I, i'm i've i swear so far these have been fairly easy to pack and i know i put a tweet out about it and people are saying oh it's only me but i swear for the most part a lot of these like low guys have been fairly easy to pack so far which i guess is okay but the ones which promo i think is always the kind of a not an, a great promo to begin with but i think this year it's a slightly better but we'll see about it but agreed our second return guest is slater is he slater welcome back to the podcast Thanks again for having me. I think we're trending towards uh, hopefully a 10th appearance at some point in the near future. Hey, we're I, say, I think this is six. I think this is six. I'll have to go uh, check on the the old roster. But Slay, yeah. have you been uh, have you been finding the game so far? Good. I mean, uh, you know, frustrating as it always is, uh, but enjoying the be- the beginning of FIFA is always the best time. And uh, with the one swatch stuff as well, who did you get in your ones to watch back? Or are you waiting? I didn't open it. Yeah, I'm saving it for team two. Um, Okay. Yeah, if I always do. I I want Messi, but I don't think I'm gonna get Messi. But I think that Team Two is a better team, so I'm saving it for Team Two. Yeah, I I hope definitely. I mean, I've held, I've held mine as well, and I think just because everyone knows you're gonna get one of the lower rate cards, just kind of waiting to see how good the lower rate cards are in Team Two. And again, if they aren't great, then waiting for the release of Team One and Team Two at the same time mm-hmm. might be the best bet. Obviously, we've got the mini releases too. That will be obviously we've had the one on this Sunday. We'll have the one next Sunday, see what's in them. But the, the first one wasn't too bad with um with Bailey Griezmann and Delaney as well. Um, but we should see about that. But Slayer, any other ones to watch cards you've packed already yet or not? Um, I just packed Saul in a two-player pack. I haven't done a lot of grinding for it. I'm actually just starting to save for um, a team two pack opening on Friday. So I'm kind of more excited for that team, to be honest. I think it's a, a little bit more exciting of a group of players. So that's what I'm excited for. I just wanted to get one. I got the one I needed. And then now I'm moving on to team two. Yeah, let's hope so. And our brand new guest today is ComTV. Com, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. How have, uh, how have you been finding the game early on so far then? To be fair, I've actually really enjoyed it. Um, normally I find the, the beginning of the game such a a grueling slog, but but this year it's been it's been really, really rewarding, I think, kind of learning loads of new mechanics with the actual gameplay, playing a bit more game play rather than the menus as well. And yeah, just kind of getting to grips with it really. It's been it's been fun. Would you say the change to kind of a more slower game has been better this year for you or not? Um, no, I've, I've always been like super fast paced. Um, so it has been a massive learning curve in terms of like changing the way I play. But I think it's more tactile now this year. So you have to kind of actually think about what you're doing rather than it kind of just being sort of like one, two smash and grabs. Um, 
so I, I genuinely think it's going in the right direction in terms of the gameplay. There's some stuff that definitely needs fixing, but but it's it's good. There's, I've I've got very few complaints this year, which is which is refreshing. And uh, also, you were recently in Twitch Rivals. Can you can you tell us mm. about that experience? Yeah, technically play for England now, so I'm just going to like chalk <laughs> that one off. Just wear an England shirt every day and just you know meet people in bars. Just tell them I play for England. Um, but no, really, really good fun. It was, I was sort of like rostered in quite late on like i had 24 hours notice i was like i can't really not do this the, the people i was playing with were absolutely bonkers in terms of like content creation you know batesons pie faces matt hd gamers so great opportunity to get to talk to some of those guys and um i actually gave myself a pretty good showing to be fair me and Corey, team Corey, gave i think we finished first for england so um so yeah really really fun amazing thank you twitch for uh, for getting me involved in that that was great and uh, did i hear did you beat a pro did you draw the pro as well both yeah both again on the old tick list that one uh yeah beat the hungarian number one and drew with the spanish rostered number one as well so so yeah really good like i think that's kind of gave me a bit of a a bit of a spike to kind of practice on gameplay a little bit more just just kind of concentrating and um since then i've actually that's where the gameplay has improved from so so yeah happy days gave you that little confidence boost and what, what Confid- divi- that's what it was yeah <laughs> and what what division are you in currently as well in rivals? Uh, div div three right on the brink of like div two but yeah div three at the moment um just need a few kind of special players i think to get me over the line but i think once i get jinnala back in the team i used him for well i used him overnight flipped him made some coins um and once i get him back i think i think we'll be swell i think we can get into div two is the hype on Janola def is it worth it's, is he worth the hype? It's bonkers. It's the best card I think I've ever used in FIFA full stop. Like when like the, the prime moments R9 comes out. Like last year, obviously on FIFA 21, we had a great opportunity at the end of the game to use pretty much every card. And I think genuinely Janola, especially with the pace of the game this year, is just bonkers. Like he's just got absolutely everything. Um so yeah, definitely if you get two minutes, try and get him. Well, I, I think I need to get... I think he's gone up to what, 1.8 million now, isn't he, from 800k? Yeah, yeah. I think I got him yesterday for 1.5 when it when it first got increased. And I sold him at 1.8 before I went to bed. And then I found he was like 1.9 when I woke up. I was like, wow. But the, the reason it keeps going up is because the hype is is real. He's so, so good. Yeah, obviously been 5 to 5 so with the hero links too. And obviously Liga, and the Liga and attack this year is... I think once everyone gets their coins up a little bit more... It's all, all that we're going to see in, in champs and rivals, just the, the, the Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, and obviously yeah. Ginola as well. So, uh, yeah, Liga, and I think, is a, is a taste look on Liga so far, but it seems to be all PSG. Yeah, no you've got really. Hakimi as well. Like, there's, there's some really, like, mental cards in that league this year. You could you could just build a PSG team, and you could win Fut Champs games, I think. So, it's I worth think, it. Yeah, the only issue is what's probably the left back, isn't it? I got Bernat, and then I think the, was it Noon Mench or Nuno Mendes? Yeah. Um, He's the only other one, but yeah, PSG looked pretty mad this year. And I know Hakimi was like 130, 140k for a right back, which seems crazy this year. Yeah, you got Messi as well. Wijnaldum's usable. I think Verratti's semi-usable. So there's there's some really good players. Really, yeah. really good players. Be interesting to see what special cards those guys get along the year as well. But I do want to go into obviously kind of what you guys have liked and disliked so far. I know we've gone over a little bit kind of your guys' experience earlier on in the game, but Jose, I want to start with you first. Obviously, we got we had you and um, Slater on earlier around early access, but since early access, kind of what's anything changed for you, and what have you liked and disliked so far with the game? Obviously, with menus and obviously the the gameplay itself too. Definitely. Um, first, I do have to say, um, a Betty Pele is my favorite card in the game this year. I used him twice in a draft now. 
Um, and I've even used Janola and I actually thought Pelly was better. Um, dude just feels so, so good as a cam. So recommend him to everyone as well. Um, but as far as any change since early access, um, I've grown more apathetic or maybe even frustrated towards goalkeeper animations. I know you've had a lot of this issue as well, um, but it, it feels like they either make an incredible save and, you know, they reflect what their stats show, they're making great plays for their team, or they're me in goal. And the fact that you can have both of those within 90 minutes is really frustrating sometimes because, like, I'm sure we're going to continue talking about, every game has so much gravity this year. Every game feels so important, whether you're trying to get a streak in rivals or win a draft so you can get more packs. It feels like every action has more consequence. And I'm growing frustrated already that a lot of those consequences aren't of my own doing. Yeah, no, there's a lot of games this year. I'm finding myself is that the games from last year maybe would be 4-4, four, 5-5, four, five, five, whatever, like close games, but they'd be high scoring. This year, the games are like 1-0, 2-1, or they're really close. And again, if you keep makes one mistake, it's so hard to build up that one chance to score again that it just seems like kind of you're wasting your time with the rest of it. And again, I know we got a question here from Mark. Mark said, um, do we think keepers are better or worse than last year? Jose, what would you say to that? Honestly, I think they're better. I, I think there's a whole lot of um, recency bias and no one's really playing FIFA 21 if you're, you know, heavy in the community and you've already purchased FIFA 22. Um, so it's easy to forget just how bad things were. You could have a moment's Yashin acting like a complete fool in goal. Um, and he's technically the best keeper in the game. Um, whereas here, I think despite my complaints, it's still a more, I don't even know how to say it. It's still more of what I expect from a goalkeeper. Uh, I think FIFA 21 is just atrocious in that regard. Yeah, no, I think the I think the issue is probably is that from close range they're absolutely nuts. From distance they seem to have no idea what they're doing, and hopefully with the first patch we can kind of even it out. And I think if they can even it out, it could solve a lot of issues with that. But yeah, the it's, it's strange with some of the things the goalkeepers and I've had a few things myself where keepers completely dive the the wrong way for the ball. But we'll see. Hopefully the first patch changes it. And obviously I know with this year with the patches on the go where they haven't got to have a massive update for it. We should see some little patches here and there that kind of may go unnoticed, but will fix a lot of things for us in the game too. Um, but come here, I want to move on to you next. What have you liked and disliked so far? And have you felt any change from early access for yourself? Um, the goalkeeper thing is is a big thing this year, to be fair. I think, um, the, like you touched on a minute ago, like last year, the 4-4s, the 5-5s, the 7-9s, like crazy games. Is they're super unrealistic games of football, which I know that this is sort of like an arcade game anyway, and it always it's never really been a realistic football game. But having a one nil result and having one alls and two ones is more like a game of football. Like they are more common results, so it's nice that it does take and you have to kind of craft those chances out. I, I quite like that idea because you have to learn how to be patient and actually pass it about and stuff. But with the goalkeepers, I think you're right. Like. I think they're more on the whole, it is a positive how like superhuman some of them are. Um, but it does need a bit of a patch. Like you can green time from 35 yards out with a player who probably has never scored a goal in their entire actual career. 
um and it will go in the top bins and the goalkeeper will just literally just look at the crossbar and it would just uh, it just hit it um i think that needs enough uh, sorry that needs patching um to make it a bit more realistic so that yes they sometimes go in but not every time and then inside the box in an actual game of football, a lot of goalkeepers make more saves than obviously they let in goals. So, sorry, my cat just keeps attacking me every 10 <laughs> seconds. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they do need to patch it so that it's not like a guaranteed save every single time. Um, but the goalkeepers for me is like, so, it's so refreshing that you have to craft it rather than going, right, I know for a fact if I do this, I'm going to score every single time. Um, in terms of like since the beginning of the game yeah i think that's probably the only thing that's like drastically changed i would say um on the whole i'm i'm liking it more than i'm disliking it so so yeah more of it i hope the patches are fewer this year um i hope that you know we don't have to have one every two weeks and there's always going to be a problem with something i'd rather see a patch for like a badge being a problem somewhere do you know what i mean rather than seeing gameplay patches so i think if they change that they tweak the passing ever so slightly i think you've got probably the most rounded game of fifa that we've probably had for five six years so positives which yeah. is nice to say no i can agree with you i think obviously minimal patches throughout the year help people especially if they have played the game since the beginning so then obviously the more they play the better you should get out of the game and not having to kind of relearn the game every single patch that they release after that yeah i think i think it gives you more confidence in the game then as well i think the community has probably lost such a massive amount of confidence especially with gameplay at the end of last year i was so drained of like having to moan about the gameplay consistent like and so they've got a real chance this year to be able to kind of really fix that and and bring back the reason that we all started playing fifa in the first place to play football not to you know get all these amazing cards that's a massive bonus but we all want to sit and actually have a, a decent game so fingers crossed more of it that'd be great yeah hopefully and slate for you next here we've got a quick question from bobby he said slate said er slate said early in the game's release that gameplay felt exactly like fever 21 so it sl slowed down a little bit bobby personally agree disagrees but a slate feel that same way um i think that there's definitely some things that are very similar from fifa 21 2019 and maybe it's because i'm using like not great players like i don't have a stacked team by any means i think my team probably costs i just packed paul Pogba last night but probably before that it cost like 70k you know maybe at the most so maybe it's because i'm not using great players but i still do feel there's a lot of issues with tackling um, maybe like you pin a guy in his, in his corner, he passes it. Your player is directly in line. It pings off your, their player and goes right back to their team. Um, I still feel like that's a big issue. And, and honestly, the one thing that I really don't like is that I felt like this would be, you know, a less AI defensive based game and less blocking. And I find myself really struggling against this, you know, second man help that really wasn't nearly as OP until this year where players can really have the, their AI attack you and take the ball from you, especially when you're in the box. And for a game that's slowed down and, and more tactical, which is the way that I've actually always played FIFA, when you're in the box and you are now chasing, being chased by an AI and the person that's defending you, I find that being really counterintuitive to being a more, you know, manually defensive game than it has been in the past. So there, I'm not saying it's the exact same. It's definitely slowed down. It's definitely a very different game. I like it that it's slower because it plays to my strengths. But I do feel like the things that I anticipated, which would be a better tackling mechanic system, more responsive players, and also less AI defending, I do feel are still very much so in play in this game. It's an interesting point that you make up about the, the AI being able to tackle you uh, when, for example, you can control another player. But the other issue is that I guess it's kind of the counter when you press both analog sticks in, 
And then you're going to basically control another player on the field where your AI can still have the ball, you know, when someone is able to then have that little, the market changes and make a run there. I guess to kind of counter that a little bit, because I know the second man press has been pretty poor in recent years. But again, yeah, I think everyone said early on, and even speaking to guys who were, again, very gameplay based guys who are former pros before the game was released, whether it was in this beta phase. And a lot of them said this year, defending will be a lot more manual be less AI blocks and things like that. But again, as far as that goes, like you said, it's still there. Still pretty yeah. bad with the AI stuff. So, And I mean, the box is, is packed to the brim. I mean, I, I feel like when you get... Because this is a slower-paced game, so you're not necessarily launching as many through balls. And, and they still do work, but it's definitely a slower-paced game. I feel like it's so difficult to get into the box and create an inch of space to get a shot off, um, especially because it's a slower paced game. So now your skill moves up maybe aren't as smooth or responsive. So I, I do feel like it's um, a little counter um, intuitive in terms of what they said was going to happen, but I don't actually feel like it's a worse game than, than FIFA 21. I don't want to say that. I actually think it is a, a better video game so far. Um, but I do think that there's not maybe as drastic or different of a change, especially with the hyper motion based stuff. I thought that the game would feel very different and, um, and I would notice it. And I don't necessarily notice like a dramatic change in the game, but you know, to each their own. Yeah. Um, we've got a question here though. Well, from myself or actually, sorry. Um, but it seems like a lot of people are fed up with the game early on. Do you think more people are disliking the game compared to previous years later or not? Um, I just think that we've created when the EA have done a really good job of creating a, an incredibly competitive um, community and culture um, around this game. You know, if you played FIFA a number of years ago, you know, rivals was just like this fun little journey of the divisions and foot champs wasn't nearly as big of a deal. And now, which is smart because they've made you care more about the game, which makes you more invested both financially and mentally in the game. Um, I just think that people care a lot about it. And since people care a lot about it, every game means more. And since every game means more, people get frustrated and upset. So I think that everyone's fed up all the time playing FIFA and and then uses that as an excuse to when they're not playing well or things aren't going their way. So I, I don't necessarily know if people are more fed up because I think they always are, but I think it's part, part of the culture EA created and the culture that we've also bought into as consumers. So you wouldn't say it's higher or lower? You, you're, you're sitting no, I just think you. that we're, I just think we're a really toxic and not like, and not like, I'd say toxic is just like the word that everybody uses, but I just, I guess competitive, I guess is the right word. I think we're just a really yeah. competitive community of people that play this game that in more than FIFA, more than many other games that I know of people are play this and only this. And they're obsessed with it the whole year round, which makes you care about it significantly more than other games. So I just think it's a really competitive game that people play more than it is that the game is maybe and worse or people are more fed up with it. On 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 like a side note to that as well. If you think about the game from like 2017 to 2018, how big Ultimate Team now is, it's such a powerhouse. Like mm -hmm. you could sell FIFA as Ultimate Team, and people would just buy it, and it probably would still the same amount of people would still buy the, buy the game. So as that's got bigger, the community's got bigger. There's more social media presence with the game. Like even with like real life football is now like the, the social reach that it then has. Mm -hmm. It has such it has such a high standard of it should be excellent. And like you said, the toxic word gets thrown around in FIFA so much, but it's just because people care about it. There is no other game other than COD, I would say, is like the only thing that's semi-close in like a pro sense that it is as competitive. Um, and it is because people care about it. And, you know, it's because the amount of time and money that gets invested into it by just even a casual player 
I think we all have like a right to say about it. So I think there are so little communities on any game that has this sort of like reach. So I think that has a massive play on it as well. I would also add that, you know, um, not to say the word, but with the big thing that's gone on in the last few years, um, a lot of people who were perhaps more casual players or maybe didn't even play at all because of school, work, et cetera, um, took their extra time to Twitch, took their extra time to games like FIFA and became really invested in providing that outside perspective that hasn't been a generational player for FIFA for five, 10 years. Um, I feel like they'd be much more quick to call out any deficiency from EA's part. And I think that along with the natural competitive community, both you all have done a great job explaining, um, can add as to why it's become so vocal. Um, and in a game's lifespan or a series lifespan, that's always bound to happen if the ball's ever dropped or if the audience is expanded tenfold, which I think it has as a result of that thing. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's definitely a game to, it's hard to enjoy if you don't win. I think you got games like Call of Duty again, if you're in a game of Call of Duty. I mean, I know, I guess because I'm probably not that good at it, but you can you can enjoy the game if you don't win it. With FIFA, it's very, very hard to lose a game of FIFA then after be like, ah, oh, I really enjoyed that game. Let's, let's do it again. It doesn't happen. It really no. doesn't happen. And I would argue that like every facet of the game is competitive. And I think that that's a really tactical decision from EA. I mean, when people share their teams, they're really not looking for advice in my opinion they're not looking for information they're like look at what i built look how cool this team is right and and then someone else has like wait my team's better than that let me show them so that's competitive and then div rivals is super competitive and now the structure they've made it even more competitive and now the qualifications is incredibly competitive and then foot champs is more competitive so they've done a really tactical job of making every consumer that plays this game care about every facet of it and as a result invest more time and money into it yeah definitely definitely and i want to touch on one more thing here question here from Reen dog he said uh on his thoughts about on players going back to old gen gameplay i know jose is already the the, uh, the old gen guy here already come are you new gen or old gen sorry jose like i, I do have an opinion on this as well because <laughs> i if you if you own like so i'll use playstation as an example i know that obviously xbox exists for some reason but i know that for this for this kind of exercise if you own a playstation 4 and you don't own a playstation 5 you play old gen that's this fact right but if you own a playstation 5 and you play on a playstation 4 version whether you're a pro or a content creator i just think that's such a negative and backward step because all of these and I know we say about hypermotion and stuff like that, all of these positive things, eventually the PS4 version just won't exist or the old gen, whatever we call it, won't exist. So my logic was I may as well play on new gen all the time consistently because that will exist and be the only thing that ceases to exist in the future. So that was my logic in going into that because last year I flipped between the two, like played loads on each version. And in all honestly, if I, if, if I look back, there's probably zero difference. It's all a mental thing. Um, and I think pros and content creators and stuff, when they put something on Twitter like this is better, you're almost like, yep, yep, it must be. So I need to go and do that now, right? And I just don't see there being a, a big enough difference for me to be able to dissect it, I think, in terms of the gameplay. Sorry, Jose. But if if you're if you're if you've owned a PlayStation 5 and you're playing on PS4, that's a no-go for me. It's okay. I haven't hopped <laughs> on the new gen yet. I just saved myself the headache and the money. And uh, I heard the news and I'm just patiently. I'm going to start looking for a PS5. Okay, so you, don't, you have a PS4 at the moment, right? Yeah. Perfect, yeah. So you don't have a PS5 and you play on PS4, so that's fine. 
<laughs> <You're okay. laughs> but Mr. Bristol, on the other hand, oh no, no. But I, I've, I've, I touched old gen only on the early acts. Not gone back to it since then. Although I, yeah. I kind of grew over in here. Said like he said here that the old gen's more enjoyable, and it's nothing to do with kind of the other things more that the, the new gen is inconsistent. And said it will return to new gen once there is a patch. But I can agree there to an extent. I think old gen felt good, and really they've done a good job this year of making old gen seem a lot better i think when i went to old gen for the early access i was surprised at how good it looked there wasn't really too much difference honestly the only difference i saw was that the grass looked nicer on new gen players looked a bit better and although we've got the hyper motion stuff if you kind of made the graphics better on the old gen i don't think it's kind of hard to tell what is hyper motion and what isn't there i think it's kind mm. of a more of a buzzword but again I, I think i prefer new gen for now but i guess because i'm not really commit the time to playing old gen anyway so it's a strange one i i can get why people might go back to old gen i think from what i've seen is it's a little bit quicker and i think that's a big issue for some people this year as well um slay yeah. you slay you're on on a uh, new gen now aren't you finally have you I'm new gen xbox yeah have you got touched... slammed by <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry I used to have I'm, xbox, I'm a loyal consumer fully... Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I, I refuse to, to leave. Um, I don't know why. I mean, it's definitely a worse console, but, you know, you just kind of stick to your brand loyalty, I guess, is my thing. Yeah, fair enough. So have you touched old gen at all or not? What's your opinion, no, opinion I haven't, on this? Uh, no, that, uh, that console has been put to rest. So you're not going to touch old gen gameplay at all this year, regardless? No, I mean, well, to me, like, the, the, the value of new gen is, I thought it would be in gameplay, but the menus are so much quicker and i'm a menu streamer i mean if you come into my stream i could stream for six hours and never play a game so to me it's going to save me in those like milliseconds of time over the course of the year will save me a ton of time so i'm a i'm a big fan of the new console to be fair did you play last year did you uh no i just i just got it for i literally like three days i was in panic mode i was like who's gonna watch my stream if i don't have hyper motion and so i (laughs) freaking was scouring the city to find one and i found a a new gen console so i've raged more at menus this year than gameplay uh on ps4 and i feel like that says it all but it's crazy how much the difference is like i got my xbox like at the end of fifa 21 and when you flipped over to new gen compared to an old gen it was like like I just someone had invented the wheel. Like it was amazing. Like the the, the difference in the menu speed. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing you like, probably build a lot of packs for your stream, right? Colin? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, you're saving a ton. It's of more time. of a mental thing as well. Like you, because it's quicker, you're not stressing about it taking that extra half second, which I know sounds silly, but it does. It stresses yeah. me out. It builds <laughs> like up it over and over and over again. Yeah. It yeah, does. yeah, it's, yeah. It's for sure, a real thing. When you make a hundred a day, that was that was a big thing back then. That was like a huge thing. So so yeah, that alone was worth the investment at the time. So <laughs> I do finger gymnastics on the web app as opposed to dealing with the dreaded menus. It's awful. I just can't build packs on on console anymore. No, it's, it's I feel you there. Yeah, it's like I think going back to old gen, at least with the menus, it feels like you've got slow internet. And yeah, no one. It's deliberate likes, though, right? Yeah. It's the same with like a like any other thing. You get an Apple phone that's slightly yeah, older, they make, slightly they slower. They make it worse, don't they? They do, yeah. Because otherwise, what what incentive do you have to buy the better version? So, so yeah, they'll slowly. I think they'll slowly phase it out. But again, like I said, going to back to Rini's question here is that I can get going back to old gen gameplay. I think the the main thing though, like we said here, is that menus as well play a big part of it as well. Um, but I don't think the I'd not found enough difference to warrant going back to it. 
but the consensus here obviously is mainly to do with the, think, the menu stuff yeah really. if you're a pro and it's actually like you're full-on living then i understand if you feel like you're being better in this in this version or whatever it is if, if it's a mental thing then fair enough like knock yourself out but i just think if there's if there's an option and you've got it just use the best version of what you have yeah exactly and we do have the first foot champs coming up this weekend I know all of us, apart from Jose, have experienced the weekend league playoff system and structure. Obviously, what question from Schwartz, he said, um, how do we feel about the, the playoff system and the structure of it? Come I want to go to you first. What have you made of the weekend league playoff system so far? I think it's very clever because it's still it's still 29 games of weekend league, isn't it? When I loaded into the first game, it was it has like the red velvet timer at the top. And I thought that's weird that it's got like the fuck champs feel to it. So it is still, they've kind of tricked you into being like, oh, it's 20 games. But those nine qualifiers are still pretty much fuck champs, aren't they? Because I think the first rewards in, in like the main competition are still pretty good if you go and lose all the games. So... I, I like the idea and I like the fact that I can then spread those extra nine games across the week. Do you know what I mean? So it just means on Saturday and Sunday, I've got to play those 20, which is, I think is a cool system and it just breaks it up. It gives us something a bit, a bit of like a bit of freshness to it. Um, and it, there's no negative to it personally. I think it gives it a more competitive edge. I think it gives you something to do during the week when gameplay last year was such a big issue like like by wednesday you couldn't do anything so or between monday and wednesday there was nothing to do with gameplay at least you've got this now especially from like a content creation it's something to do during the week um but yeah i, I mean i have very few negatives with this with this system I, I hope it kind of kind of progresses and gets a little better but but yeah i'm all, I'm all for it i think maybe helping qualifying the first time probably helps as well i think <laughs> i'd probably have a bit of a less less view if i didn't but but yeah, I really like it. No negatives from me. None at all. Yeah, I can I can vouch. I'm, I've already played once and I failed in qualification. I'll, I'll happily admit that. I'm going to have to try again with it. But yeah, it, it seems good. And I know they've said that, oh, by the way, Champs is only 20 games. It really is 29. But those nine obviously can be played throughout the week as well. And so later for you, are you happy with the new change in the structure or not? What do you make of it? Yeah, I thought Khan made a really good point that I happened to qualify. But when I was one in three, I was like, this is this is BS. <laughs> so I, you know, I think that it's, uh, it's a really good point. I, I do worry about, you know, players that maybe want to get into champs and, and just can't. Um, I do feel for them because I do think that there's a lot of people that won't be able to qualify for this. Um, and I, and, and if you miss qualification and then you lose one of your options to, to qualify for another week and all of a sudden it's, you know, no, mid November, you've missed you need to qualify for this week and there's like a promo out i do think that that could really stress some some players that maybe aren't the best players out but yeah um i do think it's a i i don't mind the concept at all i think it's definitely very interesting i like that they spread it out a little bit more um and i think definitely for like the gameplay content creators this is a super yeah. positive thing for you to to do during the week to give you more stuff to make people tune into teams to try out themes stuff like that. i think it's really positive for the content creation community yeah, one thing I did notice um, is that if you don't qualify, you have to do the fifteen hundred uh, rival points again. I think yep. what they should do with that though is at least the one, like one a season. It doesn't have to be every time, just to give you another chance straight away to go into it because it is actually quite a lot of games. That's probably the only negative I would say is fifteen hundred rival points to get, especially if you're in like div seven or div six, eight, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You don't get many points, do you, per game? So you're gonna have to play like 40, 50 games just to get to that stage again. I think maybe that could do with a bit of tweaking. 
but it's still like well within its early stages, isn't it? We haven't even had a Bristow chance. didn't yet, qualify so. and then like got the qualification points the day, the next day. Oh, <laughs> right. So yeah. that, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, the thing is though is that I was so annoyed that I didn't qualify first time, and I was like, right, I've got to get get in the uh, get in the game again and try and get to get those points quickly, and also get better at it too. But the one interesting thing too is that the season so far again, the season will be six weeks. They can probably change the way they structure champs going into the next season, or they can change it season by season. Again, we know the first six weeks we we're dealt with it now. We can't they can't change it now. But who knows going into the next six weeks that they maybe change lower the qualification points or give us more time to qualify each time, which could be interesting there. Which is kind of smart of them as well. They've done it season by season, so they could kind of do a whether it be um, different requirements for certain weekly leagues, things like that. So we never know of that. And Jose, for you, I know you've not tried to qualify yet, but Jose, what have you made of the weekly league playoff system that's been added this year? I um, <clears throat> apologies. I actually like it. Um, I think it's a nice change. Um, I like the attempt at innovation, and I say attempt because um, I do believe it's possibly a little too exclusive. Although I know it's a competitive game mode, hearing the horror stories of players like you, Brissa, who you're very far removed from the average player um, in FIFA Ultimate Team. You're much better than that. To hear that you're struggling to that degree makes me think, okay, well, have we defeated the purpose of champs, which is get whooped for an entire weekend and then feel the need to redeem yourself and get better? I feel like if you can't even get into champs, then there's not going to be much motivation to play those 40 or 50 rivals games. Like Com said, if you're not in div three or four, if you're in div seven, six, eight, et cetera, that's kind of an insurmountable challenge for people who don't have 20 to 30 hours to sink into the game. Um, at least that's my perspective from the outside looking in um, the system itself of getting points to qualify for playoffs and then playoffs to get into champs. I have no problem at all. Um, maybe they can change the matchmaking um, have it be a little bit more forgiving. Maybe as there's a larger pool of players, it'll be a little more forgiving. Um, so I'm not asking for a handout EA, but I need help. So Jose, would you say that this new system affects the casuals a lot more than last year? hundred percent. I think, I think that there's going to be a lot of people and I'm trying to imagine me in FIFA 16 on Christmas day. First time I logged into ultimate team. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people to see, oh, wow, well, this is where all the content creators are. This is where all the good players are. And I keep getting whooped and I can't get in there. Maybe this game isn't for me, you know? And, and whereas with divisions, there was always a very linear path of progression where you could see if you were going up or down all the time. Um, the new rank system feels very separate from champs. Um, and it, it feels much more divided if that makes sense um, to the point where I feel like a lot of people will be very discouraged and just won't shoot for it, which will in turn affect everybody. If there's less scrubs in the game mode as well. Yeah. That's, that's the thing I'm kind of curious about right now. Again, like I said, I'm in, I'm in div two failed the first time and we'll see how we do second time. But I think for most people, it's usually, if you play ultimate team, the weekend league is a thing you do every single weekend without fail. I think going through all of last year, they miss a single weekend league probably until like post tots anyway. And a lot of people who, again, who aren't streams, people who listen to the podcast who say they're casual, or whatever, they do they do the same thing every single weekend. You say, Oh, how are you getting on the champs? It's like a thing everyone does. 
But I think if a lot of people weren't to make it into champs most weekends or say they miss a weekend or two, they're going to see a lot less people playing it. And I think then EA might start looking at it and being like, hang on, we made it a little bit too difficult. We're going to change it. Because I don't think they want less people playing their game. They want more people playing it. But obviously we'll see We'll see once it get, go through like one or two weekend leagues. But I think it could make a huge difference. Com as well, do you, do you think this affects casuals quite a lot or not? Oh, massively, yeah. I think we'll be able to assess that in like three or four weeks' time, really, because you've got to remember the game only came out, what, six days ago. Most casuals that are putting a small amount of time maybe every day or just every couple of days into the game will not be qualifying for the playoffs or champs yet anyway. So I think next week you'll start to find probably the playoffs will be a bit easier. I think there'll be a lot more people playing the playoffs throughout the week that didn't have the time to get into it now and you know mm -hmm. i think but it is it is going to be a harder game for the casuals to grasp this year which will go one of two ways it either makes you grind the game more i've been a casual myself and now i'm a content creator do you know what i mean so it can go that way it can go kind of like the full throttle into into trying to improve depends how much you care it, 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 if you're just playing it with your buds Ultimate team is probably not going to be something you're going to do anyway. It's going to be kind of kickoff mode and stuff like that. So that casual market will still always be there. Um, but from from an ultimate team, it is just becoming more pro. Well, it's, it's more competitive, more professional every every single year. So I think they don't want to get rid of the casuals that spend the money, but it does seem like it's going down the, the route. Even when you play a game of rivals and you play against loads of people that you know, and you just think, well, this is sort of becoming a smaller market, I think. But... Without the stats, I guess it's, it's super hard to know who's casual and who's not really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. In a bubble, so. <laughs> I would also think, like, in terms of the casuals, like, since matchmaking is so much better in terms of rivals and you are playing against people that are probably more your skill base than ever before, dude, that does that their hub and that people that maybe aren't good, great at the game, like, nest, like, or that's where they're playing all their stuff. But I would also say, like, I'm assuming from EA's perspective, this is what I would guess they would think is that if you were struggling to qualify... Typically, when it comes to the game and your lack of performance, you don't blame yourself. You blame your players. You know, you're like, this card sucks. My team isn't good enough, right? Like, when I'm not playing well, it's like, this guy's horrible. I need to get rid of him. It's not like I made a really bad pass. Like, this card, and people really make very quick decisions on their players. So, someone will make two mistakes in a game and then they don't want them in their team anymore. And so, I would wonder if a casual or someone that was maybe not as hardcore of a player that couldn't make it into champs would look at their team instead of them and say, I need to improve my team and not maybe stop playing and therefore want to purchase more FIFA points and spend mm -hmm. more money on the game. And that's what I'm assuming their thought process is. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point though too. I think definitely we've not touched on that. And it could be a smart thing from them. I mean, like I said, we know that people get fed up with the game. They're chucking another 12k FIFA points and they try and go through it again. And again, people who say have, I mean, there's people out there who would say do have problems with it. And it could be a tricky little thing for EA with that kind of thing as well. Um, like I said, we're going to have to see a couple of weeks into it. I know it's always tough to speak about it now because we've not experienced it yet. But I imagine obviously after this weekend, after the first few weekends, we will see whether the system's worked or whether it need tweaks going into kind of season two of the whole Rivals and Champs system. And another question here, one from Jake is, what do you think about rewards in Rivals from what you've seen so far this year? Is playing for a week playing for a week only worth the one or two packs a week that you get from rewards? Because I know you I think you've only got get seven wins to get the rewards from it. But Slayer, go to you first here. Do you think the rewards and rivals are good so far or not? Yeah, I don't understand it. I, I don't even not even say that it's good or bad. I'm very I don't understand what's happening. I don't understand like how my rewards rewards work. Um 
I literally made a TikTok about it. And I was like, I'm not being sarcastic. Can someone explain to me what the heck is going on? So I, and apparently what people say is that the, when you're really high up, I think you're in div two, right? Your rewards become really good. Um, but it definitely seems like they did a really smart job of reducing rival rewards because rival rewards last year, I'd argue were, were really, really good. Um, and also considering the fact that your champs, you could just play champs and then get rival rewards that were still adequate throughout the week. Um, they were really, really good. And I think they've definitely been reduced this year. I, I don't, I honestly don't think I know enough about rivals rewards and how they work to make a informed opinion on this matter. Yeah, no, it's, it's confusing. Com, are you any, a uh, bit more knowledgeable about the rivals rewards? Not, not hugely. I mean, in, in theory last year, I think you had to play 30 games, didn't you? And that was the, you could sort of max out at 30. If you played more, you just didn't get any points, but you could still go sort of up and down. So yeah, in that way, you play less games because you could just, if you're a decent player, play seven games and get the max weekly rival rewards. Um, there's then the season rewards, which they've added in, which is like the milestone thing, I think, which is like built within it. And then you can upgrade your rewards within the week as well. It is n- it's not the clearest and they haven't really given us like a clear format of how it works properly yet. But I like the fact that the, that it is less rival games. Um I'm not a massive rivals fan. I'll play it if just to try and kind of get better. And I think it will throughout the year will fizzle out. And, you know, most people will start to go back to drafts because the rewards are infinitely better to play four games if you're a good player. Um, but yeah, I don't mind the system. I think it it's better now that we don't just have like three days to play rivals. We can play it all week and we can chill out. And it is a lot more casual, I think, rivals this year than than it was last year. So I like the idea that it's been spaced out. So I'm, I've never been like a massive rivals rewards fan. Like champs is always, you want to try and get the best out of those. And that's sort of what most people care about. So, but what do you get in Div 2? Like for for hitting do you remember i think i think it was obviously get the three options again i think there's like a a rare players pack a prime rare players pack or you get like two rare players packs and tradable when like 20k coins the rewards aren't too bad i think once you get into div one and the elite division i know the issue too with the elite division you do get a player pick for your rewards and um, rivals which seems pretty cool and i know that this year instead of them having a top 200 in champs they've moved the top 200 into rivals. So they made rivals the kind of the main place for pros to want to play the game and kind of not fo- focus and worry too much about weekend league. So it's yeah. interesting with that too. And I know, again, the elite division is kind of a cool concept. I don't know how easy it's going to get there for some people and whether, say, you're like an elite two player last year, it means you'll get into it. So we'll see about that. But it's kind of interesting they made that like Div 1 and the elites, the rewards are so good. But I know because the issue kind of was last year, I think you could be in Div 4, get rank one and have better rewards than someone who's in say division one rank two and it was strange that if you're in a low division you get better rewards i definitely think the higher division you are the better rewards you should get and that's the thing i think what they've kind of done this year i know i've seen a document showing like showing like the the pack value of each level and obviously it goes mm-hmm. up each level you get to which is a way it should work but yeah it's confusing i think the milestone rewards will be good once we get them the only yeah. issue is people haven't got them yet so they they don't enjoy it and they don't know kind of what's going on fully and jose i want to go on to you next here you you got much opinion about the rivals awards or not do you kind of what do you make of it this year i right now i have no opinion because like andrew like slater i'm sorry um i have no clue what's going on i thought i selected my rewards and um i got completely different packs and i chalked it up to a happy surprise 
but I have no clue what's going on. I'm just playing my games and getting whooped and honestly enjoying the ride. I, I will say I've enjoyed gameplay more in FIFA 22. Um, like I said, I don't mind the change to rank and what you brought up about the coin value of packs is great. Um, I think even stylistically, they just didn't do the best job of portraying what rewards you would be getting um, both for your weekly rewards and then for your rank upgrade and things like that. Um, it's one of those things where I just didn't put in the mental effort to do the gymnastics required. And uh, I'll take what they give me at this point. Yeah, no, it's confusing. I mean, I know the menus within the rival system too are weird. I know I, I played my first playoff game in champs without realizing because the menus are so confusing. I literally got to the end of the game and I was like, why is this game gone to extra time here? And then I saw <laughs> at the top saying foot champs and I was like, ah, okay, I've entered this early by accident. But yeah, the rival stuff, I think hopefully, I mean, they're not going to change it now, but it is a little bit confusing if you aren't fully, I mean, if you don't know too much about the menus anyway, and obviously trying to navigate them as well. But I do want to move on to, we are in the midst of the first promo of the year, the ones to watch promo. They've kind of changed it a little bit this year with the added upgrade for five out of 10 wins or five five wins in your first 10 games. I want to get you guys' takes on the promo so far though and do you like the additional kind of upgrade to it? So let me go to you first though. What have you made of the ones to watch promo this year, especially compared to previous years because it is kind of a, an old promo now? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast before FIFA had launched and I was talking about how ones to watch is typically like an irrelevant promo. I mean, I don't remember, you, it'll be November and you don't see a one to watch player in anybody's team. Um, the nice thing for everybody is that a billion amazing transfers happened this year, which makes this promo organically without EA doing anything, a better promo promo because there's just better players in it. Um, the only thing I don't like, and I think is really unfair is that they added players to the ones to watch team one after people had obviously were going to rip open their pack. I think that's really disingenuous if I'm being honest, because people that ripped their pack missed out on what I would consider some really good players. Uh, that maybe they would have been happier to pack than like a Berg, Berghaus, or we say that guy's name, or a Locatelli. So that's the only thing that I think is, and I don't remember them telling you that that was going to happen. I don't remember seeing anywhere that you were going to, that we were expecting. And maybe they did, and I and I missed it. Um, but now that I saved my pack for Team 2, I'm just going to wait till Sunday instead of Friday and wait to see what other additional players they have to give myself a better chance of packing a good player. So that's the only thing that I think was not great but everything else i think has been a pretty decent promo and what have you made of the additional spc cards and the objective cards we've had so far as well have you got good kind of, you got any of these guys complete yet or not um i did Taliska because there's a rumor that he's gonna get team of the week right um i think kamavinga is a fantastic card to throw into an objective just because he's like a fun you know very exciting player in real life plays real madrid french you know and then Clivert seems like a breeze of a card granted he needs like six informs to probably be usable by the time you want to use them but I think it's so early in the game. You can't give people these incredible, crazy cards just yet. And they've done a really good job of saying, hey, if you want to do an SBC, here's a player, and you want to do objectives, here's two. So I'm, I'm happy with what they've done so far. No, I think definitely they, so far, so good. Obviously, have to see next week. Don't want to speak too soon. But Jose, for you, what have you made of the ones which promo so far? Um, I've liked it. I actually um, took a moment to pull up the full team and my team after my comments at the beginning of the podcast. I packed Grealish. Um, I had totally forgotten about that, but it was a card that was initially um, underwhelming, just looking at like his gold card. Um, but he quickly displaced Sterling as my starting left winger 
Like he's a great card and I recommend it to everybody. Um, so I can definitely see him getting a few upgrades. Um, I very much stand by Slater's comments that, you know, once watch isn't the most long lasting promo. And a lot of these cards simply aren't going to be usable. Um, some even two weeks from now. Um, I do feel like there were some interesting options. I also took a look back at last year's promo and I think, this year's crop are much more likely to get some sort of upgrade or even just playing time for their respective side. Um, personally, it's always a fun promo for me because it's the beginning of FIFA. Um, but I'm while I'm looking forward and kind of um, marking in my head which players I would want, none of them are really going to be game-changing at this time because surely the next promo like rule breakers last year is going to blow this one out of the water. And a lot of these cards would be replaced out of the team unless they get that upgrade. So I like that they did the five win upgrade and hopefully um, it applies to a lot of these teams. Yeah. That's the thing. Once the watch is difficult because the cards in the promo aren't any better than the cards they've already got in the game as well. So it doesn't, doesn't increase the amount of usable cards in the game, which kind of what we look always look for in a promo, basically more cards for us to use that they're already in the game anyway. The additional kind of wins for another upgrade is great because a lot of ones to watch cards, regardless of how they, they maybe do in real life, they never get an upgrade. And I think previous years too, we've had probably upwards of nearly half of the promo have zero up informs or upgrades, which basically renders the promo useless essentially. So I like the new little like twist this year. You know, one thing I think would be cool Um you could take a player like a Cliver, for example, it doesn't have to be anyone super incredible and put them in the rival section. Like if you go up, um, let's say three ranks, not even three divisions, but like three ranks or four ranks um, in a certain amount of time, like a week that the promo's out, then you unlock a certain player, kind of like tournament rewards um, in like FIFA 17 around that age. I think that would be really cool because if Div 10 is your level, then you know you've still worked just as hard as someone who's in div three um so i'm sure there's some easy arguments against it saying you know some people are starting the game later but for a card for example like a cliver wants to watch i don't think it's going to be the end of the world yeah no i think it, i think it's just kind of there is still we're still in the early days of fifa and there's not many cards to really grind for again i've gone through both of these cards already to come of Inga and cliver and they're fairly easy come of Inga is a bit more difficult but Cliver only being, I think, five score battles games maximum is pretty good early on. I think last year there was like eight or nine games for a score battle object card, which is a little bit annoying. But this year they've done pretty well so far. We'll have to see going into next week as well what what they decide to do. Because I know these cards are also out for about like 10 days at a time, which again is good as well. I believe we haven't got to kind of stress out and get them done quickly. And Con, for you, what have you made of the promo so far? Yeah, I think Slater touched on it. At the beginning, uh, they've lucked in really with the amount of transfers, like your Messi's, your Ronaldo's. It never happens. Like the amount of transfers that we've seen this this transfer window, it will never be beaten ever again. So that that amount has sort of saved the promo effectively, because like you said, there is no additional bonus to having one of these cards at the at this exact moment in time. Um, I think the additional kind of adding the what if element into the card and giving it a bit more longevity is is a good idea. I think they could really run with that and make it even better if they wanted to and kind of have like the, was it, was it headliners that have got the upgradable cards? 
was it headliners it's one of the promos headliners yeah, the headliners stay one in yeah. form above that they could do something like that so that it actually gives it like a full game cycle you could really make ones to watch like a really awesome promo at the beginning um because some of those cards will still be usable come the end of the game like so it's 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 been positive um the SBCs that they've released have been okay. I wouldn't say they're, they're deliberately not going to set the world alight at the moment because, you know, why would you? It's too early in the game. You don't want to leave some, some amazing cards. If Taliska gets an upgrade, I think he'll be pretty nuts. But Andre Silva, Pedro looks okay as well. Um, objectives for me, like I'm not, a, I'm not really an objective guy. I've normally got a better card in that position by that point that the objective comes out. It has to be kind of mind-blowing for me to do it. Um but on the whole, ones to watch, is, it's been better than it has most years. But I think a lot of that does come down to, to the kind of the transfer window and having all these incredible players within it. Like Slater said, though, super sneaky about adding like players in. I logged in on Sunday and saw like Bailey and Delaney. I was thinking, did I see those on Friday? Like, I had to I had to proper convince myself that that, that had happened. Um, and I hope that's not a sign for something in the future like icon swaps comes out and when you do it and then all of a sudden there's something else it's actually 25 times better after you sat there grinding it do you know what i mean so i hope that's kind of like an error or that's been nipped in the bud and actually you're going to see a full team two on friday um because if you don't like you say don't open your packs until sunday but yeah, then it kind of defeats the points of saving anything so i hope that doesn't happen again i hope that was an error but no other than that it's been it's been good They've, uh, they, I mean, I know for the next one, it's, they call it a mini, mini release. And I don't right. know, I don't get why they've done it aside from the fact it's more of a money maker. People, you know, are going to open packs on a Friday. They see a new, new three yeah. players added to the team. They'll open packs again. It's, that's well, they all did it the is. thing with the, um, with the, the, the release of the pack at like 1 a.m. UK time. Don't open the pack, it pretty much said. Here's the pack, but don't open it. Like, which I do understand both sides of it, like read it, but in theory, come on, like, if you sat and read the pack, which no one ever does, like you just think, oh, it's 1 a.m., you're just going to open it up. Luckily, someone in, I was in a chat and someone opened it up and he was like, don't do it. I was like, I was, I was in the middle of making a TikTok about it before you said that. So I'm glad that you did. But I think they've already tried a few little backhand sneakies really early doors. So I just hope that's not something that happens in the year. But yeah, fingers That pack drop was moronic <laughs> for me, eh? That was really so dumb. Like, as if they didn't think everybody would open it. And I don't understand how why they would do it, because it clearly made them have to do more work yeah. on the back end. I don't even yeah. understand what the point of it was. Um, yeah, I, It made zero sense to me. And the the mini-release thing, I think that, that if that is, like, a thing that they're going to do this year, it should be known in the yeah. in the drop of the promo like they, if they say team one it should have had griezmann delaney ba uh, bailey in there but it should have said like right or something yeah, yeah like released on sunday i think that's really unfair to people that open their packs i think that's mm. especially people that paid basically paid money for that pack to yeah. not get the full value of it i think is really disingenuous but yeah they, they're going to be sneaky and i think they'll keep doing it this year again like a lot much we can say it's not good from them uh it's smart i mean as a business point of view i mean people now are going to want to open packs on a friday and a sunday and if they do this a lot of time with a lot of these other teams say like the the first 11s out on a friday three new players on a sunday they can make a lot more money from it which again the era business they do it very well but and they, will keep they could it. say it though couldn't they they could they i think people would still open them on friday and still open them on sunday in terms of like fifa points i think they just need to be a bit more transparent with stuff 
and they would get more respect. And I think people would, I don't think it would affect their revenue like enough to be like, let's try and be sneaky. Like, like you say, <laughs> being disingenuous is such a douchebag way of, of, of doing it. Like it's, it's just, it's crazy. So if they were crystal clear with stuff, I think people would, would respect it a bit more. And I, I don't think I'd still open packs on Sunday. <laughs> Not, do you know what I mean? It wouldn't bother yeah, me. But. Yeah. I think I I only saw from Twitter, I know someone made a graphic about it. And the fact is, I shouldn't have to go on Twitter to look for a graphic made by someone else other than EA to figure out what's happening with the promo. It shouldn't be that case. But I do want to touch on one last thing here to finish up the podcast. is kind of your guys' predictions on how the rest of the year will play out. Jose, I want to go to you first. I know you've been sitting there quietly waiting for your turn here. Jose, what what are your predictions on how this year will play out? Putting your little um, get a little crystal ball out and uh, predict what's going to happen. Definitely, I will get my ball out. Um, now, the big thing here is: uh, will EA listen to um, the consumer? Will they learn from the mistake that they literally just made this week? Because they very easily, continuing that conversation, could have locked or restricted the pack from being open until the time that it was available. Um, they are very capable of doing that if they can track how many goals and assists or freaking goalkeepers have. So that's one very obvious blunder that they had, unless they had that malicious intent to, you know, get people to not pack the ones to watch this that they were hoping for. Now, if they are able to listen to that feedback, which they've been kind of on and off on in the past, then it could be a great year. I think they have made strides in the gameplay. Um, I do prefer this slower um, gameplay that we're experiencing, albeit it comes with its frustrations, but when don't we get frustrated with a game that's so competitive, like we've mentioned this entire podcast. Um, So I don't think that's an issue. I um, do think the menus are an issue, but that could very well be a hardware thing. Like we've mentioned with my PS4, um, but the content has been good and they've shown in FIFA 21 that they can make sustainable, repeatable content that keeps people engaged for promos at a time. And I can't really remember a week that we didn't have a promo um, during FIFA 21. Perhaps they did get a little dead or, you know, the last three or four days of future stars for birthday, we didn't have any real new content. But if they can create more uh, creative SBCs and more engaging content like they've shown that they can, it's going to be a great year. Um, The big question is, as always, REA willing to listen to us when we tell them that something needs to be changed. Yeah, hopefully with the, like I said earlier, with the the patches and stuff on the fly and the ability to make changes to the game being a lot easier this year, hopefully that is the case. But again, especially off last year too, they made the game cycle last a long time as well. So we might see a, a longer game like last year too as well. Definitely. My last prediction, I wiped the floor with Slater in the packy. That That is a big prediction. And Slater, I want to move on to you next here. What are your predictions for the year ahead? And uh, I don't think you're going to agree with Jose there, are you? Jose's a moron. Um, when it comes to this upcoming year, uh I think it's going to be really good. I think that they've, I think EA have very much so understood the fact that they are like a, a game that people play every single day that they play specifically and exclusively. I think that they're very aware of the fact that people are like, people get mad when there's not new content every single day. And I thought they did a great job of creating new and new content and more content last year. And 
and then they understand that it helps their business. So I have a feeling that this is going to be from a menu and content perspective, the best year of FIFA that we've ever had. Um, and I, and I just became, I become more and more interested in all the promos. I think the card designs that they have are so smooth and incredible. And I think that they help, you know, make the promos that much more interesting. So I think it's going to be a really positive um, content year. I'll be miserable playing the game, but that's because I'm overly competitive and insane. So I don't know if it's necessarily as much of a, a knock on them as it is, you know, my poor mental state. So I think the game's going to be good. Yeah. And that's one thing I think we, we can bank on the content being good this gameplay again it depends on your kind of liking and what you like from the game whether it suits you as well and come for you what are you predicting for the year ahead i i genuinely think it will be the best fifa we've had across the board i'm talking like gameplay um and and menus like you guys have said the menus have been they have just got progressively better and better the fact that we've got a repeatable sbc six days four days i think it came out into the game already shows that that intent to be providing content every single day from a content creation point of view is at least there we're not going to be sat there twiddling our thumbs waiting for a pack to come out or waiting till 6 p.m hoping there's going to be some content it looks like there's going to be some consistent content which is which is amazing um and like like we said earlier like if they can keep the patches to a minimum and actually listen to the community of not just listening to every single pro player because we're not all pro players listening to the actual community and getting proper feedback on what what we want from gameplay then i think we're going to be in for a for a real treat this year um it's 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 definitely got the potential 100% to be the best. It started well. Yes, it's had some hiccups and yes, it's had a few things that need changing, but it started well. And it can only really get better. Like like you said, the promos have been incredible over the last kind of like 18 months, I would say. Um so so fingers crossed here's to here's to an amazing year of FIFA. Hopefully. And I know the the main thing I think the issue was for a lot of people last year too is that they felt the game kind of the game cycle was extended but that's the reason they, they've got to do that i think the very a lot of people also felt that they kind of the power curve was very slow too but hopefully because people are used to the power curve from last year will be less of a complaint this year now they're used to it. i think because previous years pre fifa 21 we had the best cards come tots then that was it there was three months where the game was pretty much dead this year i would probably say at least 11 months it was 11 months and then probably like close to a month of kind of a dead period. So we'll see this year, hopefully more of the same. Again, gameplay, I think we're hit and miss for a lot of people. But as far as content goes, hopefully that obviously is a positive throughout the year. We're going to go through our guests and where you can find them as well. Jose, where can people find you? Definitely. Um, Twitch.tv slash Jose and Chill. Um, also at Jose and Chill on Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And Jose, and what's your schedule right now as well? Um, Wednesday through Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm sorry, Wednesday through Sunday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 12.30 a.m. UK. Um, that might change depending on how, you know, the rest of the year goes, but that's it right now. And Slater, where can people find you as well? Yeah, it's Slater AC on Twitch and uh, Slater AC underscore, I think, is on uh, Twitter and TikTok, sadly. Uh, but YouTube, it's Slater AC as well. And we're posting content reviews on YouTube now. People seem to like them. So uh, if you want to go check that out, you should, please. And uh, yeah, and I stream usually, people call me a part-timer, I stream usually Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Central Time, 12, midnight UK. And then um, I don't stream on Sundays because football, real American football. 
<sighs> don't get into that and com where can people find you as well uh yeah so com tv on twitch uh and then i've got like underscores and officials across all of my uh my socials but com tv google that and you'll find me that's the best way of getting it. I'm Come and watch my content. <laughs> What's your great. stream schedule right now as well? Uh, stream schedule, 2.30 UK time. No idea in America because you guys have loads of different times. Um, and uh, one either Saturday or Sunday as well, depending on which day Liverpool play on. So Perfect. And on those guys listening as well, remember, podcast out every single Wednesday. Follow us over on For Foot's Sake Pod on Twitter as well for all updates and have a chance to ask any questions for future podcasts. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.